0: Welcome to Club Pro Chatter, Season 5, Episode 9. I seem to get that wrong consistently, but good thing we have Kaylee. She always takes care of me. Early parts of November, Scotty McDonald, my co's. Scott, how you doing, brother?
1: Good. Um, I got a perfect song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. At least when I was on the operation side, it was because the doors... Are closing. Yeah, the snow is coming. The rounds are dwindling. um We had a nice little stretch there uh, a couple of weeks ago, but now it's it's just not looking good, is it? Great.
0: No, it's not great it's all today. Fifty two degrees. No, you weren't invited, Scott. It's fine. And uh you're right. I I forgot that you hate people uh, and you won't be done with the season. I'm Prince Scott. I want to keep going. I like people, I like golf, um, I like the opera, you know. So I'm a little bit different, but hey, you're right. The, the consensus is we can wind down a little bit. Um, Kaylee, song before, um, because she kind of came on a little groggy, my coffee, and I said, the best part of waking up is it bulges in your cup. cup. You remember that?
1: Oh, yeah. But I'm more of a Maxwell House guy, if you know
0: what I mean. inside jokes Scott. we got to stay away from those that's a golf from scotty when somebody's struggling we ask him to take max and then scotty starts telling them it's maxwell house you can take max on that one so stay away from those inside jokes scott we got a lot on the agenda we got a lot to talk about we had a good couple uh we had fall meeting with national meeting but first of all we want to start off with our Section player of the year, Eric Roland. Dr. Roland, are you there?
1: Maybe he left. Technical difficulties.
0: Here Here he is. Oh, there's Dr. Roland. Eric, good morning. How are you doing? He's on mute. No, he's muted. There he is. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Eric. Tell us a little, start off, tell us a little about yourself. I don't even know if everybody knows what you do, that you are a golf coach. So tell us a little bit about all that stuff.
2: About all the golf coach stuff?
0: Yeah, well, yourself and your golf coaching and where you coach and how many kiddos you got and recruiting trail, wherever you want to go.
2: Okay, well, before the golf coach stuff, I got to start with my family. I got a hot wife and two daughters. We live out in uh, uh, Otsego, Minnesota. I think that's how you pronounce it, O T S E G O, Atsiego, So, and I coach golf at Augsburg University, right down there in the home of golf, Cedar Riverside area, in Minneapolis. So, yeah, we got awesome kids. I got coach the men and the women, and we got just amazing student athletes on the team, smart and great players and awesome kids, young men and women.
1: Eric, before you were a golf coach, uh, you started as an assistant at the the nexus of the universe, Bent Creek, I believe, working for PK and then went to Woodhill. Uh, yeah, that's right. Talk about your experiences as an assistant, then ultimately how you got back to your alma mater.
2: Well, that's right. I got hired by PK, Paul Kelly, at Ben Creek there, the home of golf in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. And <clears throat> I should say that winning the player of the year and sort of thinking about it and looking back to where I started playing golf, there's no question that these PJ pros along the way have made a huge difference. And PK is one of them, you know, him hiring me at, um, at Ben Creek. And if you know, PK, you love PK. He's just amazing, um, with people. So I got to work with him for a couple of years before he got the job at, um, woodhill woodhill country club where he is now
0: um eric tell us a little bit about your early golfing days where did golf start for you
2: well greg it all started when i was 10 years old and this is this is cool because my grandfather was a member at stillwater country club and so the very first pga pro i ever met was a guy i thought was so cool mike tracy mike tracy yeah and i believe the late mike (laughs) tracy Yep, cheers to Mike. And I believe Mike was in his first year at Stillwater when I met him and he had come over from Woodhill. So how about that? And Phil Reith tells the story about how he got the job at Stillwater. It's is a really cool story, but that's how it started for me, Stillwater Country Club.
1: So you play college golf at Augsburg. And then you uh you don't you don't get right into the golf business right away. You did you didn't chase it professionally. And uh all of a sudden you're you're kind of a late bloomer in the golf business. So talk about what made you get into the golf business.
2: I failed brilliantly in other business. <laughs> Lost all the money I had. <laughs> we tried startups. <laughs> I tried startups with some friends and stuff and just lost it all, baby. So, but, my wife, but my wife along the way, you know, she didn't leave. And so I got back into golf and yeah, did some other things too.
1: So me and our relationship starts, and I want to just t- ask you about this because we talked about it on the last episode. <laughs> if you remember at the, the great Port St. Lucie, a Baskin Robbins down there, and an assistance championship that you, Brent Snyder, Ben Myers, and myself qualified for, and we all roomed together. We had never roomed together. We had known each other and played, and that's kind of where our friendship started. Now, my question to you, and we talked about this last time, is if you started the business as a golf coach, you couldn't be playing at that assistance championship right now because only A8s or B8s can play it. What do you think? What do you think about that? I mean, don't you think uh that I mean, because there's more and more people, look at the number of people, PGA members that are now golf coaches around Minnesota.
2: Yeah, so you're you're setting me up here because I think you know what I think, but I think, um, you know, I played in, uh, I'll pet myself. I played in five of them babies and made the cut in all five. So, and, and, in and, and along the way, I got to meet some dudes like Frank Benzel and talk to him for a while on the putting green. And, you know, I just think it's, um, all the dudes that aren't members yet should be able to play no matter what the classification they are. And then once you become a member, you know, then it should narrow down, but they shouldn't narrow it to just BH. Cause I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty small, Small field, but I mean, when I was there, it was like you know, like Alan Morin and the guy, the Frank Benson, them dudes are like they just play. That's just what they do, and they swing through Port St. Lucie for the assistant championship, try to get an extra three, four, five, ten grand or whatever it is. um And those guys aren't, they're not answering phones or, you know, they're just they're giving some lessons and, you know, and they're playing. So that that's the part. That's the only thing that didn't make sense to me in the assistant championship was the dudes that were allowed to play that. But the but the guys that aren't members yet, who cares what their classification is?
0: Eric, how long have you been a PGA member?
2: Uh, since twenty sixteen, Scott. Did that answer your question, or is that just a? Yeah.
1: No, that was you, perfect. You nailed I, uh, Yeah, I, I think it's it's a great perspective because you have played in five of them, so you know more so than probably anybody of of, of our generation what what the landscape of the player down there at that event is
2: yeah there's a so lot of there's like a combination of like like guys that are complete studs that have played in a bunch of majors like PJ championships and senior PJs and then you got guys that are just like their first time ever and they're from like you know wyoming or something whatever and they're just like what's going on man it's a, it's an interesting tournament
0: it is there's a wide gap <clears throat> yeah Frank Bensel, one of the best uh, drivers of the golf ball I've ever played with, by the way. Anyways, uh, 2016, so six, Erica, and obviously, every, we all know the reason we have you on. There would be no other reason other than, just kidding, uh, other than player of the year. <laughs> But uh, six years. I year, thought it was he, political. Yeah, That's we're no, going to ask, <laughs> you, we're gonna ask go. you about last night. Where, yeah. where, where were you last
2: night? <laughs> Something we can all agree on.
0: <laughs> I'm gone. I'm not on. See ya. Uh, so six years, we have great players in our section, as we all know. Uh, Scotty's one of them. You're one of them. You know Snyder. We got a bunch. And Don Barry. Did you, when you became a member, was this a goal of yours to win the Player of the Year? Or Was this something that, a, if it happens, it happens? How do you view this?
2: Yeah, both, both of those things. It wasn't like some hard goal that I have, you know, written down in my garage door or something like that. It was just, I mean, it's cool. You'd want, it. and then since the we got the spot in the 3M. I mean, who wouldn't want to? I mean, that's a cool it's a cool prize for the winner. So it was a combination of both. I mean, yeah, it was certainly a goal. But if it happens, it happens. If not, if not.
0: You weren't hanging. Your life wasn't depending on whether you became player of the year or not.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: well, maybe you can help Scotty with that. <clears throat>
2: Hey, ask me, ask me since I've been player of the year, ask me if anyone around my life cares. They don't they don't care. <laughs> <Maybe>. We care. <laughs> we care. Well, you guys do. I did I thought this might be the Club Pro Chatter Political Edition, but we're gonna stick on player of the year here.
1: So you become a member 2016. Yes. You um I'm just looking back at like the player of the year stats from the last. However, many years, and it's been Sorensen, it's been Snyder, it's been Barry pretty much since I think uh, like the early 90s. One of those have won 95. So, what does it mean to you? I mean, you've already said what it means to everybody around you, but to you to kind of persevere and become that first person other than those three gentlemen to win player of the year.
2: Well, I think the, the the thing that is most occurred to me through this is the amount of people that have helped me along the way. A lot of people that have had just a really big influence in my life. And that's the what it means to me is the relationships. And going back to, like I said, the first PJ Pro was Mike Tracy that I ever met. And then <clears throat> there's some really cool relationships along the way that kind of kept my golf going uh, along but i always knew i wanted to be a golf pro ever since i was 12. i saw larry mize chip in on greg norman and my buddy in my buddy justin's living room we're eating a frozen pizza and i saw him chip in and i was like dude that's that's what i want to do and then what or that's what it kind of birthed the dream but you want to know where it really happened was um, a friend of mine on my high school golf team was an Evan scholar and he threw me in his car picked me up and brought me to minicata and so i started caddying at 15 and then i turned 16 i get a driver's license while well, i've been i learned how to caddy so i just drove to bunker hills and i worked the parking lot for bags and i got to caddy and so <clears throat> i grew up in fridley it's just right up the road and so i got uh larry barnacle's bag i remember my first year and then i got steve jensen a longtime pro at brackets crossing and that dude was a homie and He was so cool. But anyway, along the way, I think it was 1991, I was 16, just got my driver's license, and I watched Bill Israelson win the state open. And I was like, wow. I mean, that was it. Like, I wanted to be like Bill. I thought, I mean, he was definitely the biggest influence. Um, No question. I saw Bill. That was back in the day. You had, like, Tim Heron. You had John Harris, Tom Lehman. All those dudes are rolling around there with the ropes up. This is pre-golf channel, pre-internet, all that stuff but I saw Bill Israelson the way he played golf. I was like, wow, this is the, he was the coolest thing. i like, that's exactly what I want to do. So I got off track there. I forgot what your question was.
0: That was, <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, you're talk-
2: yeah. I mean, there's more too. There's other, like, you know, Craig Warren is a PGA pro huge influence on my life. Oh, I know you, Scott, you asked me like, what does it mean? I think what it means to me, like I said, is the the people that have a huge influence on me. I look back on it. I'm like, wow. Like, if those people, if I didn't meet those people along the way, um, I don't know. And plus, you know, just being in the Minnesota section, like you said, Greg, like dudes like yourself and Brent and Jeff and, and Don and all the guys are such good players and good dudes. You just learn from all of them. So, I mean, it's a, great, it's a great association of people. And anyway, like Craig Warren, huge influence on my life. He hired up me out at Troy Burn after college. And so I would just, every day I'm like, Craig, can you take a look? Craig? I mean, I tried to get like a 10 minute lesson from Craig Morgan, like every single day. And, um, I remember he was, I I was low amateur at the state open the year Rod Cook sent the, set the record like not, he shot like a thousand under or something. And I was low amateur at that one, but I remember Craig, I was getting a lesson from Craig, like every day, take a look at this, take a look at this. And it was just awesome. So relationships, man, i have going on and on, but the, that's what i take away from it.
0: Eric, that's that's the cool part of golf and that's the cool part of people's story and we we want you to tell us that stuff. Now, i need you to brag a little bit. Tell us what kind of college golfer you were, what kind of junior high school did you play in many events? Um it's okay. We want to hear if uh, it's okay if you brag a little bit. Okay. Or if you don't. We don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm I'm interested.
2: No, i mean i i i broke a lot of clubs and i was a very competitive man i played um i played high school football until chad Byersdorfer hit me so hard in the leg he put his helmet on my leg and uh coach said hey, just take a bath man just soak tonight in the bath you'll be fine tomorrow i was on crutches for two weeks and i just gave it up to play basketball so i was captain of the basketball team but anyway but golf was always the the first love so uh bogey the last hole. I mean the last group of the state high school tournament, my senior year. Bogey the last hole finished third and at bunker. And then uh John Means, the golfer's golf coach, offers me a walk-on spot. And I turned it down to pay tons of money to go to Augsburg and play golf. So that was a that was a smart move, man. <clears throat> and so
0: not all about go, money, Roland. It's not all it's about all, money.
2: Not all about money. So, yeah, go to Augsburg. We're like the worst team. Seriously, you can look up the stats. We're like the worst team. But we we had a couple homies there, some transfers. We had Troy Johnson, state open winner. He transfers in from the Gophers, and we go on a run. So we went to Nationals three years. We win the conference tournament. I was an All-American at Augsburg. And so kind of a small college, small college, cool thing. So that was and i think in 1993 pat myself in the back i was a minnesota <clears throat> pj junior player of the year so
1: <clears throat> yeah there we there we go um
2: high school and college you had some success
1: i would really like to back in the day see an eric Rowland-Greg snow one on one matchup on the basketball court no oh.
2: you would you would have walked right past me greg i had no lateral i could just You too?
0: Maybe I could. I couldn't guard. I couldn't guard this coffee cup rolling. My college coach, (laughs) my college coach is just, but I, I threw up 1700 points so they couldn't bench me. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe it
2: would have been a good one-on-one.
1: I
0: I think it would have been, um, but
1: back to it. The one thing I'm noticing when you talk about kind of your lineage and background in golf, there's, there's one thing that's kind of a constant. And that's Bunker Hills, Eric. You worked there, you, you went out there, you stayed opens. And when you look at your year this year, you had a great year. But ultimately, the biggest thing on that year was that third place finish at, at Bunker Hills. Talk about that, because I talked to you a little bit that week. And it just everything was kind of clicking. John maybe gave you a little insight, get the, get the hands a little higher, get that ball up a little bit. And you, you played great. Um, So talk about that. I mean, Bunker, for sure. I mean, forever the Mayak championship was there. So talk about Bunker, what that place means to you, and what that state open showing meant to you this year.
2: Well, I I mean, I disagree with your analysis of the most important tournament. I think the biggest day was the day I let you win at Minneapolis in the match play. (laughs) But I think besides that, though, the... I mean, yeah, obviously playing good at bunker was, was good, but I tell you, man, that was lucky because yeah, I played good. But um, so I'm playing in the, I'm playing in the, it was the last group, I guess I'm playing with it. It wasn't the last group. Yeah. It was in the last group. I'm playing with Derek Holmes and Caleb van Aragon. And Caleb is, he's balling out, man. In the final round, he's like, we get through 14. And by the way, because I'm an old timer with bunker, I always refer to it as the old holes. I, People say like East this, whatever that I'm always, like, I remember it because of the senior tour and the old state opens for all those years, man. I know the holes one through 18. So that's how I'll refer to it, but we're on 14 and Caleb gets up and down from the front, right? Just short of that bunker there. And I got the phone. He comes over to me. He's, he just made, yeah, he's five under and he comes over and he's like, Hey, can I ask you to look at the leaderboard? Cause it'll determine my strategy on 15, 16. And I thought, man, is this kid smart? So it's a shout out to Caleb. If he l- listens to this, cause that kid is, he's really good and really smart. So that's a good combo. And so I look at the leaderboard, <clears throat> but all I can see is it's what's his name. The, the kid that won van, van Holmgren, van Holmgren. And he's like a thousand under and, and uh, Caleb is just right. By, he's like uh, two shots behind him or two. It was, I think Holmgren was like 14 and maybe um, Caleb was like 12 or, I think 12. But when we both saw that, we're like, whoa, because neither of us had looked at the leaderboard. We're like, whoa, Holmgren's going crazy. And, but that's all I could see, Scott, was one and two. So I'm like, all right, well, I just, just hitting one shot at a time. And, but Caleb busts one down 15, man, just hits drivers hard as he can way up there on 15 and uh he hits a wedge on two putts makes par but then then he busts driver on 16 like as hard as he could hit it and he bull hooks it and it's going to the it's going straight to the rail yard you know to the lumber yard hits a tree kicks down to the right stays in hits it on makes the putt for birdie so i'm like let's go i was like cheering for him you know what i mean because I figured just a, the the long story longer is that I'm thinking there's no way there's a bunch of these young punks are going to shoot 12, 13, 14. That's what I thought because it was just bomb city. I played with uh, I played with two really cool kids in the first two rounds, Hunter Rebrovich. and I played with this cat from Carlton who's from through coming through Miami. His name is Anderson Murphy, and they're both lefties and they hit it so far like so far by me like and I just thought bunker is a course if you're driving it really far it's like a par 68 because you got iron into all the fives and all that so anyway so I didn't know the leaderboard I don't like to look at the leaderboard but Caleb birdie's 16. and he doesn't say anything and 17 is playing way back at the wave pool the 17th T box was back at the wave pool with the the music playing and we hit one up there and we both make par. And so he says to me on 18, can I see the leaderboard again? Cause of course that's another tee shot. You just try to dr- drive it way up there and you just chip it out of the corner and we look and there's Holmgren's at 14. Now Caleb's at 13, but then I can see my name at eight. There was nothing in between 13 and eight. And I just looked and I thought Christmas came in July, baby. There's just that. <laughs> I thought there was no way there was going to be a bunch of dudes at 10, nine, 10, 11, 12. You know what I mean? You got dudes like Angus Flanagan and all those guys. I was just like, what? So I just chipped my ball out to the corner, and I ironed it up there, two-putted, and Christmas came in July. So that's my analysis of Bunker, Scott.
0: Eric, thank you. How did you. Nobody
2: shoot lower than eight under? I mean, seriously. love that. It was like so- super nice weather. It was, the course was, the greens were probably, you know, you all play all the pro-amps. Greg, you played a ton. Sky played a ton. I think the Bunker had they were smooth but they weren't they were probably on the slowest side of greens we played all i mean when you play the pro-am tour i mean you go you pull up, play minnewaska and you're like oh my god i mean you're just you're playing defense on every putt not at bunker wasn't like that at all so huh. i thought the kids were going to shoot a million under
0: okay so player of the year points when does eric Rowland start paying attention to that back i mean can you think back to when was it like oh i wonder how i'm doing
2: well, I, I I never did, honestly. I mean, I saw I was at the top Scott like, has
0: a bull Roland, Scott has like a bulletin board of everybody's, you know, where they're at. You didn't even pay attention to that?
2: No. I didn't until actually didn't until after the no, after I put it out on the last hole at the golf champions, because it was the Mayak championship was going on and i the kids on the team we like they're like yeah you should go play because i wanted to go see them play in the Mayak championship and so i asked uh tone hey where you know where's things at because if i could not go to play pebble creek and be with the be with the kids i would do that so i mean i paid attention a little bit going into the golf champions but what are you gonna do man i mean at minneapolis that place is like you can't fall asleep out there and so you just try to hit the one shot in front of myself. That's what I did.
1: So talk a little bit about that weekend at the golf champions, because people don't understand what you went through that weekend. You've got the biggest event for your college team and player of the year is essentially on the line. And somehow you juggled it all and put yourself in a position that you didn't need to play on Monday and which i told you we talked on the phone that that was the right thing to do because you hadn't been with your team the whole two days prior so talk about that weekend because people don't understand what you had to go through
2: well again it's the just great people you know (laughs) excuse me i got great kids in the team and they are supportive of me doing that of, of going back and forth And then of course, the one thing I didn't tell you about which is my big secret to this whole success this whole summer was my daughter. So my daughter caddied for me in all of the majors. And so um, that's, I mean, you're just hanging out with my daughter, I like go from bunker, run over to Minneapolis, (coughs) excuse me, hang out with my my daughter and then go back to uh, bunker. So Scott, I think the answer is just, it's the relationships it's the people that allow it to happen. You know, it wasn't like, uh, I mean, I was stressed for the kids on my team. Like I just want them to play well and, you know, get everything they need to play well. And then, so okay, yeah. Eric. that's how I did it. It was the people that made it easy, made it happen.
0: We're going to now here comes the, uh, the hardball question. So you shoot 68 at the, uh, PGA championship day one, yep. windy, windy day. You, yep. uh, yep tough like you said defense a little bit but actually minnewasco that was the the most comfortable setup i'd ever been a part of you go to day two and you got to play with the hometown hero Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and uh you're lined up with him and he's staring right at us right here did he get in your head a little bit totally he's
2: still there i can't get him out right
0: unbelievable isn't it tell us a little bit about that round and playing with scotty you guys all had a nice start i mean you were you kind of were neck and neck through whole what 12, 13, the three uh, of you?
2: I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just so happy for the you guys played great, you know, in that final round. I mean, that's my, my takeaway. I I had I was abducted by aliens, I think, on about 14? No. Uh, I was abducted by aliens just walking off the first tee. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <clears throat> But I mean, no, Scott, it was great I mean, to watch you guys play. And you guys had a great day. I mean, you guys were out there. It was like a family reunion picnic. You guys were like holding hands out there. I was, I seriously, my takeaway from that is I'm really happy, you know, for how how well you guys played. And uh, seriously, it was fun to watch you guys shoot. I mean, shoot under par and play really good in that final round. And just when you're, you know, when your game's clicking, man, it's awesome. So I was just really happy for you guys.
0: When do you, so you shot 68 day one when yeah. did you feel like maybe something was it on the range that like you felt like something wasn't quite right with you? i mean you say aliens abducted and also did you feel like something was off
2: uh, oh yeah but that's
0: how do you that's... guys know that stuff i i can't even tell until i'm three years <clears throat> in
2: <laughs> i don't know it's just it was just it was one of those days and so it was hard because I think one of the things I've learned along the way is you want to um, you want to play bad golf with grace in class, you know, um, especially when it really means a lot to you. You have a day that really, you know, means a lot. And so I feel like I kind of blew it that day. I just, I let it all get to me. Um, but so that's my takeaway. It was just one, one of those, it was one of those hard days. I mean, I don't think you can play you know, really meaningful golf and not have bad days. And that was one of those days. And, but I, like I said, just hanging out with uh, the guys in that final group and watching you guys play good. I I mean, isn't that cool, Scott? I mean, you had a hometown thing, you all the people around and you're playing good. I mean, how good did that feel, man? It's got to feel good.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's great when it's going good, but uh, we've all been on that side when it's been going bad you feel like it's, I mean, I look back at the year that it was at summer B and I was the head pro there. And it's, uh, I didn't, I didn't play great there. And we played, we played together in the first round and you, I felt like I lost by 10 to you because you came out of the gates. If you remember, you just were unbelievable that day. So, um, it's you play long enough. You're certainly going to have good days. You, you're also going to have bad days. Um, I don't th- I think the one thing that uh people don't understand about you is r- right now you're just you're chill and most of the time you're chill but you're one of the most competitive people I know. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. It's y- I've I've seen you you get intense out you, there. Well, and I just think
0: to- break I think what? Greg
2: and Scott, I just think you guys have maybe seen me at my worst. I think the worst, the lowest I hit bottom ever was at the 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 snowball one year. I think I literally lost – I was abducted <laughs> by extraterrestrials somewhere out there at OGC, man. And um, there's a part of me that's still broken away out there. But um, maybe you guys have just seen me at my worst. But- uh, yeah, it is – no, you're right. If you're really competitive and you really care – golf may not be the game <laughs> it's for you because it's gonna it's gonna rip you up man and it's part of it but going back to that to that section championship scott i mean watching you and john hoop it out there you know in front of the crowd because john's got a lot of uh fans out there at uh minnewaska you know a lot of people cheering for johnny up there and you know to watch you guys tear it up i really am, am okay happy
0: let's flip it rolling so you you we've kind of documented that how how tough it was you're not giving it the due justice i don't think of you knowing your kids are in a, the kids that you coach in an event you need to play in the golf champions yes they give you their blessing it can't feel it can't sit right i don't care what you say there's no way that that felt good to you you come out shoot 76 day one you can't tell me that that wasn't lingering on you a little bit sure, sure.
2: I, yes i mean
0: there's
2: another one of those
0: days i mean well, I think
2: if you play a lot of tournament golf, you just you have all these different kinds of days. But then, you know? but
0: then rolling, so, then, then you turned it on the next couple of days. What went through? I mean, did you have a talking to from your wife, from the kids? What kind of made you <clears throat> go? All right, I can't change that. I'm not going to be there with them for this tournament. I can change what I how I play and how yeah, I that's, handle. Yeah, okay.
2: Stuff. Well, good. Well, this gives me a chance to then describe another one of my relationships, which is Tim Yoakam. So if you guys know yes! Tim Yocum. Uh, Tim, I, I met Tim when we worked at Ben Creek together and, you know, I started messing around with Tim hitting balls and stuff. And so now 12 years later, uh, Tim and I have got a really cool relationship and he has helped me a lot, helped me understand a lot of cool things about, uh, the, the swing and also my swing. And so uh, I zipped over to see him on Friday and found a little something, something. And then um, drove the ball great, which is kind of one of the keys to Minneapolis is you got to you got to hit it solid and far and straight. I think if you want to play Minneapolis. Um, so that's that's what happened. Greg wasn't a talking to for my wife because I give her all the money I make anyway. So she's very interested. She didn't. So does Greg. A, I keep zero percent. She gets the same with you, Greg. That's why That's why my wife wants me to stop
0: playing rolling. <laughs> <laughs> <I get> rolling.
2: <laughs> yeah. So she gets it all. So she doesn't give me a talking to, but I went to go see, and you know, sometimes, isn't that the thing about golf is sometimes it's just a little adjustment and then things open up, you know, you're close, but there's a little adjustment could be in your putter setup. It could be, you know, a little bit in your takeaway and all of a sudden things, things open up and you can feel it down there at the bottom and control your ball and, and get in the hole.
1: So on that note, though, I, I don't want to discount this because you're standing on the 11th tee in round two, five over for the tournament. Yeah. And you finished the last eight on that back nine in four under to make the cut, almost seals player of the year that that's uh, i mean under the pressure obviously you can say that it, it you weren't thinking mm-hmm. about that but under the pressure that might be the best eight hole stretch of tournament golf for you and who knows
2: uh, i could have shot 40 back there <laughs> missed the cut then i would have gone to pebble creek and shot 65 and beat all you guys anyway so it wouldn't matter no i'm just playing i'm just playing no, it was good, man. It Look, what do you say? I mean, things click and you start you start hitting it where you're looking and making putts. It's just, you wish you could bottle it up and do it all the time. You know, I tell the kids in my team, when you're playing really good like that, you know, write your feels down, write those things down because um, they can help you get out of the times when you're stuck, you can't get out. You know, you just can't find the middle of the face or you can't, whatever it is, you know, keep a journal. So not many people do that, take a real kind of an academic approach to the game. They just kind of go with it and play. Um, but I I try to, you know, tell the kids my team that are serious about it, man, when you have good days and you find a feel with your driver, man, write that sucker down, you know, because I think I, I just think the best players, it, I think they have a couple feels that they can kind of go to and it just works. Um, you know, I mean, that's why it stays simple for them and you can play good. You don't you don't get lost or confused too much. I mean, when you do, you have a couple feels you go back to and there you're back. And so I think it's important when you have really good days, write those fields down, man, because it could be the roadmap back to your good golf when you get in the ditch.
0: Eric, I know you don't always keep track of where you're at and uh, what your score. Did you know you were outside the cut line and did you change your strategy? Um, that no,
2: no, I didn't. I, I didn't change my strategy. I just like, like I said, I messed around with Tim on Friday and we found a little something and then it like kept getting better you know, and then it started clicking it started clicking, and then uh, when I got done, because I played with, in that second round, I played with George Smith and Derek Stendall, who are just a couple of awesome guys. And we got done, and I think Derek played good. Derek played good. He might have missed the cup by one or something, but I couldn't believe he missed the I couldn't believe the the cut was as low as it was. I was like, dang, you got you to gotta play good to make the cut because Minneapolis is just not easy. I don't know what to, I don't know how to, else to say it. How many so I fairways didn't know, I didn't know. Just play one at a time.
1: How many fairways were missed in that group? Because you all hit it pretty straight. Yeah, we, needed all
2: this, we needed all the seed out of George's cart on every fairway up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it was, you know how it is. I mean, <laughs> Minneapolis is still, even though, even though it's like we're straight hitters, it's hard to hit fairways at Minneapolis, man. Fairways are sloping around. Um, you know how it is. Like hole number eleven. What do you do there? I mean, you just you hit it and just
0: I've never it played it. I have no idea, Scott. Oh, you. oh well, Eric
1: knows it's like my favorite golf course of all time. That's we why just, I let him just, win, Greg. <laughs> um, yeah, on eleven, you just try and not hit it in that bunker. The the younger kids just don't even worry about that bunker. Yeah,
2: but even then, even if you can hit it over it, it's not easy to hit it in that fairway because I mean, you have to hit it in a little tiny strip, you know.
1: Yeah. And then yeah. like
2: thirteen, there's nothing to hit it at. Fourteen, there's none to hit it at. Um. <laughs> anyway.
1: Um. So obviously, you get Player of the Year, and along with that comes the three M. Yeah. What, if anything, are you going to do different in preparation for it? And how much have you played the TPC? How comfortable do you feel out there and what are you going to do differently? Because obviously it's a full week in the middle of our golf season, our competitive season. Are you going to do anything different schedule wise?
2: No, I mean, maybe I can get like a 50 inch driver. What's the rules now? What's the rules <laughs> for the longest driver you can get?
1: 48 inches. You can start using Is it that still 48? Stick. Yep.
2: Well, listen, that is true. I want to get a. I have a rip stick in our in our team room that I use, but I want to get the. um <clears throat> I don't have a, a, a speed monitor, so I want to get another rip stick with a speed monitor. So we, we can talk about getting one of those.
1: For um, sure, for sure.
2: That's probably the plan for TPC. I don't know that course is like what is it, eight thousand two hundred yards or something. <laughs> I mean, how do you? Honestly, I went out there. Although this is another subject, but going out there this last year without all the the boys from the lift tour, it's a different feel to that event, man. It's different than the year before when I went out there with my daughter and we're like, she wanted to watch Louis. Dad, I want to watch Louis You stays in. And so, and he was playing with DJ and Bubba and all three of them cats are gone, I think man. So, you know, this year was kind of going around going, who's that guy? Who's that guy? You know? I mean, there's still a lot of guys you recognize, but there's a lot of guys you don't. That are what are they ranked? Eighty seventh in the world that you don't. You they're know, the Greg Shows still...
0: of the Minnesota PGA. They're those, they're those bottom tiers. Yeah. Scotty, bring us home. Last one for Eric. Come on. I just kind of asked my last one um, oh. about
1: the three M and how he's going to prepare. <laughs> ripstick, um, ripstick, and and all that. um but no, I don't, I don't have much else else. I just, I just want to say congrats. I'm super proud of you. Um, it's, you've been one of the best players in the section for a very, very long time. You've been right there. Uh, you've, you've won a match play championship. You've been close in the section champ. So this is uh, congratulations.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah. Congrats, Eric. Thanks for coming on today. We love having you and I'll never forget. Uh, at the Preserve Pro Am, I don't know if you remember Uh-oh. this, a bunch of years ago. It might have been the Pines Preserve Pro Am. But you said, Greg, what does the section need right now? What can I do for the section? And I'll tell you what, I didn't have a great answer for you then. I don't have a great answer for you now. But I love that thinking, and I hope that our members, whether they're great players like yourself or somebody that, you know what, they just sit and mind their own business and run their own clubs. What can we do for the section? And I, I won't forget that about you, man. And I appreciate that you think of us. And this is a big deal to those of us who, you know, we play in a lot of things and and we also are a part of, you know, part of the governance as well. And so this is a big deal to us. And we, we appreciate you're a great champion for us. And thanks for all you do, my man. Thank you. Thanks, you guys.
1: So I guess we can, on that note, we can
0: jump right into the fall meeting. I don't know that I want uh, to, Scott. I'm not sure that I want to right now, but go ahead. Why don't you start it? <laughs> Why don't you want to? I think I know. Thank you, Eric. I think I know where this is going, buddy. So go ahead. You start off.
1: Oh, 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 that. I wasn't even going there. I was going to talk about the election. Oh,
0: okay. Good. Let's start about that.
1: So I'm very proud of you, my Thank friend, you. getting reelected as Southern director. Um, I won
0: my election last night too, Scott. Oh, County you did, Commissioner. County
1: Commissioner. Did you guys have a little party at the OGC, like we like had, all these other
0: candidates? We had a, we had seven people here, and I gave them uh, two dollar <laughs> beers. That's right. Is I that, didn't have one sign out. I didn't put one sign out. Um, I didn't spend any money on my campaign, and somehow I won uh, 9937 percent of the vote.
1: Did you have? Were you opposed? <laughs> so do you have that big i in your column incumbent now no they
0: don't do that at county commissioners you, you have no R or D, and you have no i or anything okay. it's just just straight name it's actually the best it's the best form there's okay. no just a, people need to know you or not know you and whether you messed up didn't mess up so it's my favorite Category to run because you we're not running on politics. And so it's kind of like running for the Minnesota PGA. I I've never ran on a you know to be a Southern director or to be an at-large director. I have I have literally no agenda. People always ask me that in this stuff. What's your agenda? What do you want to do? I want to be part of something that's awesome. And I love our section. I love the Renville County. And it's fun to be a part of things that are awesome, Scott. And that's that's what it means to me is I love our board. Ah, uh, despite the fact that you're VP right now, congratulations to you. um, you basically ran unopposed as well. And so i I love it. I love being a part of it. And when you guys were were like, uh, snow, are you considering running again? and i I had to think about that stuff. and it's like, yeah, i I like being part of the guys and part of the group and part of a, a good team. and Phil is our president. um Kelly, our new secretary. Uh, who else am I missing, Scott that got on.
1: Two got two gentlemen from Alexandria.
0: Oh yeah, you guys killed it up there.
1: Tom Blank, Grant Hansen. Uh, we've started kind of an Alexandria chapter.
0: Yeah, you uh, guys, every golf course almost up there has representation on the Minnesota board. We so we should have considered that when we hired well, you. what what I
1: love about our board right now, and, and people don't understand this, is there is so many different backgrounds. We've got private. We've got public, we've got an, a facility owner, we've got resort, we've got a, a person in the golf manufacturers. Like our, if we've, got, we've got females, we've got old, we've got young, it's, it's a wide scope of individuals on our board right now. And that's great because it's a good representation of all of our members. So I'm super excited about the board we've got right now. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be, it's, and, you know, we go from this fall meeting and then we go, I go to the annual meeting, but first I got to talk about something. Um, oh, this is upside down. Sorry. So after the fall meeting, we have the pleasure to play with one of our good friends one of the gentlemen who was kind of got us into governance yeah. and was president, I believe m- my second year when I was on the board, Steve Fessler. We all know Steve's going through a lot of stuff right now. And you and I are going out to play and it looked like it was going to be an okay afternoon, 50 degrees, windy, whatever. Fess was like, yeah, I'll, I'll play nine. I got time for nine. Oh, we, get out there, we get out there. The second green, it starts raining. And it rained the entire front nine. And you, Fess, and I remember how bad it was on number nine. It's right into the wind. The rain's coming. We're like, can we even hit this 200 yards? But it was, uh, I think all three of us, remember how all three of those shots we hit on nine? We all made bars? I do. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. So we get done. And Fest is like, oh, Scott, I got something I'm going to send you. I'm like, you don't need to send me anything. So he sends me this with a message because we talked about the 20 to 2 record. And he said him and Trey, his son, have always had this back and forth, like who's got the belt? And he said, now you and Greg have the belt to contend with. So I guess this is going to live in my golf bag. And the next time I see you, it's maybe each time there's a crowning of uh, putting the belt on, and uh, there you go. So it's
0: going to stay in our bags, and we exchange at the end of the rounds. Is that how that works? I guess so. Okay, all right. I can get on board with that. I, I, you walk. I usually ride. So again, it's extra weight for you. Um, but well, you, this, you is, have this thing's solid gold, so it's heavy. Oh well, thank you, Fessler and thank yes. you that scott gets that for the i want you to bring that to myrtle beach with you yeah um in march so make sure that happens but uh yeah it was a great day with fest i really enjoyed the joe schmidt uh talk scotty i i was thoroughly impressed with the uh the analogies the stories the joe mauer story i told my daughter that story as best i could i tried to reiterate that dot that story to her um yeah you got some books um just the idea of what he did at his school, and you know how the cool kids typically want to be the um, the tough guys, and the, and and Joe went the other way, and, and just stuff you would know about Joe, even though you could see it in his demeanor. But Joe Schmidt laid that out beautifully, and I, I just thought it was a great meeting for those for those who didn't intend uh, attend in person. We, we we want you there in person. Uh, I, I applaud the um, the National PGA who made the uh, the rule that you only get half credit if you zoom because it's great seeing people and it's great high-fiving and uh it's great to be around and maybe you can sneak out for nine holes which turned into 18 for you and i uh maybe you can sneak off nine holes afterwards at some of these places so scott i thought it was a great a great meeting
1: i did too i thought joe schmidt was awesome uh i thought it was great to see everyone um it's always good it, i go to those meetings and you see the passion and 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 the willingness of of people to step up and serve and that uh that's applauded even if you didn't win an election the fact that you put yourself out there and you care enough about our members and the association that you're gonna run i applaud that and i I wish that more of our members would do that i wish we had six people vying for a position but uh I, i get that everyone's busy but I don't know about you. The time that I've spent on the board and given back, it's 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 meant the world to me. Uh the rela- relationships that I've had. And I'll 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 jump right into the annual meeting on this because the week next week we did we did the same thing. I was down in Phoenix and I was down there Tuesday through Saturday, and it was we had a blast. I, I mean, it was the last time pretty much that. Foley, Foley already said, I'll never see him again, because this <laughs> is his last service. He was he was an alternate delegate as a past president, but uh, we got to play some golf together. He beat me in their the first round. I gave him a couple of strokes, uh, and he beat me three and two, I believe. So, and it was good. Foley played great, and but then you get into the meeting, and so Minnesotans that were down there. Uh, or ties that I saw uh Jock Olson was on the flight with Hanford and I down there Ryan Hanford Joel Berger picked us up at the airport uh we met Mark Foley uh and Jeff Drimmel at the golf course before the meeting uh Greg Avon who used to be up here and is now owner at Lone Tree was nice enough to host us and then uh let's see kate drimmel was down there uh, i don't want to forget anyone phil anderson came in a little later uh kelly Hoyness, and then we got to hang out with two legends mike schultz jim manthus for a couple of days they hung out with us too so it was great to see everyone and this is my first annual meeting you've been to a couple but it was good to have our officer corps there we had a couple of uh, meetings where we sat down and kind of talked about what we've got coming up to get on the same page. Uh, it was great that Kelly could get there, even with the quick turnaround of being elected. But uh, there were great speakers, great breakouts. Dan Thurman was our, like Joe Schmidt. And this, this guy, unbelievable, comes out, does a, says, you know, my entrance wasn't great, does a a back handspring with a flip, then balances on top of a podium, like doing a full handstand, and then busts out balls, starts juggling, ends up juggling five balls at one time, then he rides a unicycle break. And, oh, by the way, he's written multiple books. Okay. So it was an awesome joe schmidt was great and dan was great too just and and you go away if you go away from those and you're not motivated and energized there's something seriously wrong with you
0: yeah you should be in a different industry yeah for sure 100 i that's why the jock olsons and the mansons they keep going back jock's been at every one yes 42 in a row yeah it's just they just love it and they because again, it does re-energize them as golf pros. And I, yes, I've gone to one in Indianapolis and one in San Diego, and you're right. You kind of come away going, all right, that's going to help me be a better golf pro coming up, and I'm excited for the future of PGA. And so anything cool happened in regards to vote?
1: Yeah, so it, this was a weird one, or it, it was my first one, so I didn't know what to expect, but everybody said it was a weird one because there wasn't a ton of resolutions. Two resolutions and there wasn't much of an election because Nathan Carnes was the last person standing Tony the Martinez
0: last man standing exactly
1: so we've got Dan pasternak Tony Martinez both ran opted to drop out this summer and Nathan was the only one left he's from uh the Gateway section and he's been on the national board before and so yeah he, he, it was pretty much by acclamation. uh so moving through the chairs we had jim richardson who is now past president our old past president was susie whaley uh she now is becomes one of the um is in this core of past presidents they get a vote all this whatever so did you get Richard- to shake
0: the lineup did you get to shake hands with the whole lineup
1: oh yeah i've, I've yeah. talked with all of them so it was uh i'll get to that i got a great story
0: you don't have a lot of time left You've i know got
1: a I know so anyways john linder vice president is now our president john was at our district eight meeting down at Summerby in rochester is great to get to know him uh good discussion with john back and forth Um, We had a late night discussion with John and here, him and I are heading back to the hotel room at the same time. We had adjoining rooms, he was right next to me. So it was, uh, but John's in Michigan, uh, passionate. And the one biggest thing that I think I took away, like there was a ton that he said, but one thing that he said in his speech at the end of the meeting was, we should all play more. All of us need to play more golf. Oh. which you and i have been preaching so oh. so john's our new president don ray from the southwest section he's uh now our vice president and then nathan took the oath as our uh, secretary so it was uh pretty low stress there nothing the two resolutions that passed number one was uh adding a, a, some literature to our constitution About just no, it's it just uh, I'd have to read it all. But yeah, exactly. It's essentially a piece that says we we do not discriminate against anyone. Okay, and and it listed fifteen different things, right? Yeah, and and, an inclusion statement.
0: You know what's you know what's hard about that, Scott, is that if you disagree with one, you have to dis agree with all when you add all those things and that's a problem that's why that gets through and I that's why committees have to hammer those things out to a degree because um it can happen in churches it can happen in counties it can happen at school boards where all of a sudden you you agree with 13 items in there but there's these one or two that you can't get your arms around so you got to vote no and it makes you look like you you don't agree with all of it and that's the ugly part of politics I'm glad that uh, Roland left. I know you don't want to leave with politics, but hey, sorry, you're in on it now, buddy, because that's the hard part about some of those things. Um, they might include some things that you don't agree with, but all of it is pretty good. Yeah. You know, and so that's anyways. Uh, yeah, so that's an interesting just, one. Just a side note on that, Greg, you're totally
1: right. You're spot on. If if if, if, if you don't agree with one, you, you possibly would have to vote no. It passed unanimously.
0: Okay. Which, and again, it, it sometimes comes down to where you just have to be okay with that because you agree with the overall premise. Yes. We compromise a little bit. So, what was the second one?
1: The other one was the PAT, PAT-related. Yeah. So essentially, the PAT for years has been 36 holes, and you have to pass it all in one day. This resolution was to essentially you can take 18 holes from one PAT, say you shoot 72, and then you blow up and shoot 84 and miss the PAT. Yep. You can bank that 72 for one year. So if you play another PAT and shoot 82, 72, you can combine the 72s to pass the PAT, which the other reason that I, I, I like this is Greg, we sign up for a PAT. Both of us shoot great in the first round. The second round gets rained out and we can't do it. That first round would not count.
0: You know, there was a resolution years ago, Scotty, the one that I went to in San Diego. They talked about having uh, an allowance for wind or conditions. And again, they just couldn't, couldn't get there, right? Yep. You just don't know how to get there. And so what this is saying, and I, I think you can agree with this, is We don't want the PAT to be a barrier for anybody to not get into the business, going to work our tails off to make sure that somebody can get in. Uh, We've argued in the past that maybe there should be some kind of ongoing PAT, which which to me, giving us a point for playing in our section championship kind of solves that in my mind, that you can get a I think it's one of the good points, too, isn't it, Scotty? Yes, not one of those also ran points. It's one of the good points where we they're harder to get. Yeah. And so uh point being is that we don't want this to be a hindrance and I think that was a good th- did that pass unanimously? It did not,
1: but it was over 90%.
0: So there's some purists in there.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. there was 5 to 7 no votes on that. Or Interesting. Against. So, but still passed pretty easily um the other big things the big t- topics and i'll be quick on this deferred compensation which for our members they, if they've never heard the term deferred compensation it's it's you're gonna start hearing about it
0: you're not near retirement <laughs> so here but here's the thing i know there's other things with it but you don't think about that when you're 26
1: no but here's here's what the pga is willing to do now greg if you host a junior league team if you have a junior league team you're gonna accrue points if you have a hope chapter you're gonna accrue points if you mentor someone you're gonna accrue points all of these things will build up in a bank and if Depending on how many people get points and how many points are out there, you can get up to 1,500 deferred compensation in an account for, for yourself from the PGA.
0: Right. It's so, a it, it's a legal way around inermans.
1: For sure, it is. And we've been trying to get this for years and years and years, and finally the IRS said, yes, this works. So they the pga has has pledged up to five million dollars to give next year to our pga members on deferred count which is
0: pretty cool wow next writing this stuff down by the way
1: yep yep next the big two buzzwords recruitment and retention
0: retention yes
1: so obviously we need more people Kate Drimmel doing a great job on the recruiting front. We've got four recruiters out there. They're looking to get seven. Um, I really hammered them on, hey, we need to market this more. We need to get in front of people on this. And they're looking and they're like, I want to go to college. I love golf. We need to hit them with ads on social media, Google, Facebook, whatever it is. Put that out there. We need to flip the script about all the bad things in golf and talk about all the great things. Positivity. Great. Let's talk positively about this business. Let's talk about playing golf with the board in Arizona. You playing with a bunch of PGA members at your place in a Ryder Cup type format. Like There is a lot of great things in this industry, but we always talk about the negatives. So let's start talking about the positives
0: yeah scotty i don't know that we got time for your story can you do it in a minute no
1: this is a, the, the story's done but the last thing we talked about is frisco frisco you know is hosting the senior pga championship next spring both courses one's fully open one's kind of um, yeah Derek stendhal made it congrats i sent Derek a text and uh yeah so excited for him but uh Look for more from the PGA about how we can use the facilities, um, what it all entails, and that's still details that need to be ironed out. But those those are probably the biggest things that uh, that we talked about, and we're going to hire a COO at some point in the next couple of months.
0: Love it. Scotty, thanks for going down and for doing that. I'm guessing at this point in your mind, well, you really can't miss one for the next uh Four to six years. So yeah. uh, you're going to be going to a lot of these, and it's always nice when they're in warmer states. That's for sure. Indianapolis wasn't great the year we went, and we wanted to golf, and it just didn't happen. So next
1: year is
0: in Michigan, Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. But it's, they always go to, no, no two years is Michigan. Yeah. Right. Next year yeah.
1: is Frisco.
0: Yeah. There you go. Two years will be Michigan. And then when Don Ray four years, that'll be back down probably in Phoenix area. Yeah, he said maybe Las
1: Vegas because we were just in Phoenix.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's which Vegas
1: up. would not be.
0: <laughs> that's terrible for guys like you and Golf pros and Jack Warros. All right, Kaylee, thank you for all you do for us. Thanks for a great show. We want to think We think we're going to have one more show this year um so that we won't totally sign off here we'll figure all that out but scott thanks for uh, all you do for the minnesota section and uh, great interview today with eric roland our player of the year and uh, we hope that you all have a, a great off season and we see you uh we'll see you when we see you but for sure at the golf show i would think in uh, february or march whenever those dates are i haven't seen them yet but for kaylee for scott i'm greg snow thank you all for watching have a great day